This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for the opening, the, the opening drive. All right, so the natural follow-up, Dan, is not something you could ask Matt Eberflus because he's never going to give you this uh, straight of an answer. But do you think Tyson Bajan starting against the Chargers gives the Bears the best chance to win? I'm I'm pausing. I'm hesitating here because I'm not sure. I, I I'm not sure. I know. You know, it certainly didn't hurt on Sunday. Uh, what was most impressive to me was just how thoroughly in command of that football game the quarterback was, and by extension, the entire team was the entire day. You know, they played the entire game on their terms, which is hard to do with a reshuffled line and an undrafted rookie making his first NFL start at quarterback. And so there are things there that say. Okay, let's see. Now, look, like the Bears will tell you that they don't have that decision to make that uh, that Justin's hand strength and 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 the health of his thumb are the primary driving factors of, of who they will start at quarterback in week eight. But when we get to week nine and week 10 and week 11 and beyond, you know, that that conversation might get a little louder. And I certainly cannot answer definitively in one way or another. And that's probably telling in his own right. It is telling scale of one to ten. How skeptical are you about the fact that Justin Fields' thumb might be bad enough to keep him out of this game, or is something else possibly contributing to a slower recovery? Is this conspiracy theory from the uh, Bears side of things or from the quarterback side of things? I, I think I'm just wondering, are you, are you, do you think that the Bears are slow playing Justin Fields' return to see what they have in Tyson Bajan or to make it more justifiable to keep him as the starter? Yeah. I mean, it's an understandable question without uh, any, any doubt because this is obviously not a football team at now two and five. That's, that's headed anywhere quickly. And so you don't have to rush your starting quarterback back to, you know, um, be a catalyst to your playoff push at the same time. Like one of the conversations that was had in the press box on Sunday afternoon was the idea that looked like this is a coaching staff that has been under fire now for, for the last month and a half and heavy fire at that. And so if you're in their shoes and you're thinking, what are some ways that we have to kind of save our job to put it bluntly? Well, one of them is to, to show that, Hey, <laughs> it wasn't all us, 
right? That there were other limiting factors to the success we were having on this side of the ball or that side of the ball or wherever it may be. And so maybe a bigger body of evidence opens the door a little bit, David, to the the idea that, okay, um, this offense can protect the quarterback when the quarterback helps to protect himself. This offense can put together scoring drive after scoring drive after scoring drive and, and really put uh, – complimentary football on the table in a way that produces success it's like i get you can probably hear a little hesitance in my voice because i hear I, a lot of hesitance in your voice and here's why because i think it's really easy and not, like we come at this from different planes now like you're in the sports talk radio business now where, where like it, it is like the 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 impulse is like let's draw the grandest conclusion possible after every game and at least try to interpret it in a way that's bigger picture and i i like i i just am so resistant to trying to get too far ahead of myself um, and that's where I'm like putting on my own. I, I'm I'm riding the brakes, right? Like I'm I'm well, pumping. Yeah. I've got my left foot on the brakes and my right foot on the gas, and I can't decide whether to go fast or slow, um, because I don't want to make too much out of one start from Tyson Bajan. But it, but to your point, like this opens the door to a lot of questions that like are very intriguing. <laughs> it right? is and, difficult. It is difficult because I, I walk that line, hopefully, you know, uh, responsibly on a regular yeah, yeah. basis, and. Uh, on Monday morning, for example, you know, my, my, my overriding uh, mess, it's not even message. It sounds too like scripted or, or orchestrated. I think the tone of the show on Monday morning was that, okay, this is great. Enjoy it. There was a lot that we saw that was easy to like in Tyson mm-hmm. Bajan, but it is one game. And I think that number one, let it play out before you, you know, avoid forming conclusions. And number two, it's only one game. So I think that there's that, there's that underlying core principle to try to be patient, patient and fair. At the same time, I do think that it's difficult, but necessary to acknowledge the other tidal wave of enthusiasm that this creates in Chicago, because of what it is in terms of a backup quarterback succeeding and a backup quarterback who's a huge underdog story succeeding. So there are a lot of factors in play that make that patience hard to find. And so what you do is that I just think in my case, you're right. I, for years was very, you know, more, maybe more measured than I have been lately trying to be measured all the time, but it's difficult to ignore all of those factors when you're trying to say, all right, what do we have here? We don't have just one game because it feels bigger than that, but you have to keep reminding yourself that it is. So I think in a long roundabout way, we both sort of pointed to a conclusion in that we are not alone in wanting to see a second start from Tyson Bajan on the road against a, a, a Chargers opponent that has some some teeth on defense with Mac and Bosa and Derwin James and all the guys that they bring to the table. Um, and let's see, can he stack together performances the way he stacked together completions against the Raiders and 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 like we've talked forever that the the entirety of quarterback success in the NFL hinges around consistency and it's the ability to have regular basis success in ways that create victory you know and so that that's the next step right that's the next step Tyson Bajan to his credit has passed every single test that the Bears have thrown at him since he became a Bear back in April. And one of the questions I asked on Monday, uh, which maybe you can answer here is when you go back and you sort of review Sunday's performance, like what is the worst play you saw Tyson Bajan make? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think that there was a, a screen pass that wasn't executed late, if I recall, and it was it was at a third down, I believe, and they had to punt, and it was in the fourth quarter. So you had to wait to get to that point, and that's the only one that comes to mind because there weren't very many to think of. He went to the line every line of scrimmage, every snap, committed to making that play as perfect as possible, and that requires a laser focus that I think he showed that he has, and I think that young quarterbacks who are more phased by the moment than he appeared would have made a more obvious mistake earlier. I think that's what's encouraging about the whole process is that, you know, when I think about, okay, that was maybe a a, a clunky mechanical play or a bad, you know, a negative uh, mark on his grade, but there weren't many. He missed Darnell Mooney in the end zone. You know, then he went up to Darnell Mooney and he said, you know, my bad and all Mm -hmm. those things. I think, but it's a very short list. Yeah, right. And, and like the, the reason I ask it is because it's kind of telling. And you know me, I like a good golf analogy. And a lot of times your golf round and your golf score is defined by your worst holes more than it's defined by your best holes. And so like that, it, it applies to NFL quarterbacking. And how do you reduce those those result changing mistakes uh, in a way that allows you to just kind of be steady and efficient and go through a game like you did? on Sunday afternoon and walk out of there with, again, a dominant win. This wasn't a, a by the skin of your teeth victory. This was the game that the Bears controlled. They were up by two scores or more the entire second half. I mean, there, there, there's there's encouragement to the way this football team played with Tyson Bajan, with encouragement to the way they played for Tyson Bajan. You felt a looseness uh, to that football team that, that I, I think takes this conversation down a road that we would have never fathomed, you know, four weeks ago. And so now here we are. And again, like the, my, my flight will leave Saturday morning to LA. I'll be very eager to walk into SoFi stadium and see what this looks like on again, another, another big stage. Cause it's, it's, it's sometimes difficult to um, ride the emotional roller coaster in this league. And you can't even fathom, the emotions that Tyson Bajan has had to have felt these last nine days. And now he's got to carry it through a week of preparation uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and early Saturday uh, before he gets to play his next game. Well, Hollywood is the perfect backdrop for his second start. There's no there question about that. This play and this season kind of begs for a screenwriter. I think, I think that, you know, when you look at, when, when you look at some of those things you're talking about, uh, I think that it, it's a looseness, but it's even, I think, w- the way that's the way you describe it. I would almost describe it as, as an odd confidence. You know, it's, it's, it's like something you wouldn't expect when somebody like an undrafted rookie free agent quarterback takes over a team. It, it's, it's similar. And I, and I hesitate this comparison because I fought back against it last week and the bears aren't the 49ers, but Brock Purdy had a presence about him that made the 49ers believe that he could handle the job. And Tyson Bajan, has a presence about him that I think teammates identify uh, as something that makes them feel like they're going to be able to do their jobs well, or and I don't say better than with Justin Fields, but it it does it does register, and it's not something that we can ignore. I've been trying to repel myself away from 
compliments of Bajent that also seem like subtext on fields. And maybe that's inevitable over time, but it's been, it's been something I've been resistant to do because I think it creates conversation that then becomes very polarized and it, and it doesn't, and, and, it, and it's difficult. I, I, mean, I agree. You, you know, better than anyone, how, how hard it is to keep this from becoming polarizing. But what you're speaking to is Tyson Bajent getting out on a scramble uh, in the first quarter of his first NFL start and picking up a first down and then using his hand to ask the crowd in the north end of the soldier field for more noise. This was a guy who sat at the, the, the podium a week ago at Hallis Hall and was asked how he is not feeling overwhelmed by the gravity of his entire story. And he said, I've got nothing to lose. You know, and when you when you bring that out there, one of his quotes after the game Sunday afternoon was was, you know, like when when you appreciate the opportunity and you go out and have fun playing football. The results are what they were today. Something to that effect. You can find it in my, my column in, 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 you know, exact wording there, but that resonated with me because it felt like a football team all day that wasn't playing as uptight and, and pressure packed and fatigued and like just emotionally drained as they seem to be playing in September and early October, and that, that there's that, that's something meaningful to that. And then I guess it's up to us to try to interpret why it's happening and and what you do to retain it going forward. Well, I issued a disclaimer in, in the column I wrote in six seven the score that nothing about the evaluation of Tyson Bajan has anything to do with the long term evaluation of Justin Fields. I think you have to compartmentalize those two things as difficult as it is. And I went on the same sort of uh, rant this morning, uh, Monday morning on, on the radio about that. And I know it's natural to want to, you know, connect one to the other. But if, if, you, if you do that, okay, so I think those are separate things. But like you say, it's sometimes there's some, there, there are areas where the things are going to intersect. And this is where I think is one of them. Justin Fields came into the league and has been the quarterback of the Bears. And ever since the day that he took over in 2021 in Cleveland, there have been enormous expectations, enormous. And then he met them and then succeeded them. And he built them up back with a six-game stretch last year where he made history. Those expectations only grew. Expectations are heavy. And I think that when you have a quarterback like Justin Fields, sometimes you see the, just the weight of those expectations. Now fast forward to Sunday or maybe even training camp, or whatever, OTAs. However, we're already going to start the Tyson Bajan story. He has none. There are no expectations. He's light as a feather. He has nothing to lose. His words, not mine. And sometimes when you do that and, and carry yourself in that way, you've already in your mind, not necessarily failed, but you weren't drafted. You have, no, you have nothing to lose. If you, didn't, if you don't make the team, nobody expected you to. And it's so much easier to succeed once you've failed. Justin Fields really has never failed at football. And I think that's heavier and diff more difficult to operate and succeed that way, maybe even to lead. Not to say he can't do it, and I still think he's the number one quarterback when he comes back and healthy, but there is a difference. The biggest difference between the two quarterbacks right now is how expectations have affected or maybe influenced the arc of their careers. Former Bears director of player personnel, Josh Lucas, has been everywhere in the media this fall. And one of the things you've heard him say on multiple occasions is how the weight of expectation really brought Mitch Trubisky down. I think you and I both experienced it during the 2019 season where you just saw the struggle compound and everything got heavier. And then all of a sudden you just lost that freewheeling mindset and, and basically tension became uh, the operative emotion over sort of the the confidence and the the moxie that we're talking about. 
Justin, as a rookie, you know, you think about that Monday night game in Pittsburgh, which for a lot of people was like, this is, this is it, you know, this is the big, big stage, bright lights, uh, you know, game on the line moment. And you go down and you master that and you do that with such an energy. And then you fast forward two years where, where the, the losses are coming, you know, three times more frequently than the wins and the struggles offensively are, are pronounced. And, and all of a sudden it just gets heavy. And Josh Lucas has spoken. He was part of the staff that helped, uh, draft Justin Field about seeing some of that like that that tension and that pressure compound on the quarterback uh and you have to figure out a way to to relieve it maybe part of the way of relieving it is to sit out for a couple games the team gets back on track the team starts to to feel itself a little bit and then they can guide you along with them I mean they're, 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 David I went back through the rewatch on Monday morning of this game my notebook is just filled with things that, it would take us four episodes to, to talk about all the things I want to talk about because there's so much cool stuff folded within one performance again we have to contextualize it that opponent that came to Soldier Field on Sunday was ordinary at best and probably pretty putrid if you look at it through a, a sober lens. Uh, and so the Bears took advantage of that and they beat them down and they sent them home uh, with a lopsided loss. But man, like it was a, a total team effort. And I think there was part of that that was a total team effort because dudes were rallying around this cool underdog story from division two Shepherd University and playing with the same kind of swagger and you know, what the hell go for it mentality that the quarterback was playing with himself. So there's a lot of other things to get to in terms of the, the Bajan to uh, fields comparison, if you want, or the Bajan to uh, offense under Luke Getze or the, uh, the way that Luke Getze kind of, I think coached maybe one of his best games of the season on Sunday with the young quarterback. 